Welcome to another episode of the Cigar Social Podcast. This is episode 14. Thanks for listening. My name is Matt. Today in the Smoke Shed studio, we have a special guest. He has a bachelor's degree in history. He's also got a master's in art and classic uh, art and classical and ancient studies. Yeah, classical studies. Classical studies. Uh, but I mean, like from being New Eng- from New England, you could say this dude is wicked smart. <laughs> uh, from 2009 to 2017, he worked in development, marketing, logistics, and sales of all premium cigars from uh, uh, SAG Imports. Uh, was that Casada? Yeah, Casada. Yeah, SAG Imports was the was the name of the di- the distributor. And that was the headquarters down in Miami. Yes, sir. And uh, since then, he's been handling the national sales and marketing for the U.S. markets of Aganorsa Leaf which, by the way, is the largest grower of premium cigar leaf in Nicaragua. Folks, the 2018 Cigar Props Person of the Year and the 2021 Cigar Dojo Person of the Year, here to validate, the Vice President of Agonorsa Leaf, Terrence Riley. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, well, thanks for taking the time and, and, and burning one with us today. My pleasure. Um, we'll, usually we go with the stick before the bottle, but I think we're going to do something a little different tonight. So we're going to go with the bottle first. Today, we are sipping the Bardstown Bourbon Company Fusion Series Number no. 5. This is a blend of 11-year-old Kentucky bourbon and Bardstown's own four-year and three-year whiskey. Uh, the blend is uh, 30% undisclosed 11-year-old, and then uh, 56 and 14 of the four-year-old and the three-year-old of the Bardstown. Uh, on the nose, you'll get fruit, oak, and orange peel. Um bright and floral nose i see that i, I see yeah. that like fruit definitely i don't get a little oak but the definitely the the fruit yeah and the very the orange uh yeah, orange, and then yeah, the orange peel definitely yeah on the taste you'll get sweet cream oak and orange peel again uh that'll pop immediately they say so yeah that orange peel is pretty dominant it is it yeah. wow not now that they say it right like yeah. now that you, uh and then uh, on the finish Medium finish, which is true, uh, a bit hot. I don't see hot at all. I nah, think this I is super think smooth. smooth. Yeah, and then uh, a younger uh, distillate seems to pop in the finish. Uh, nothing punishing. More orange peel, and they say brown spice. brown sugar. Yeah, most sugar. Maybe yeah, that's no. it. Yeah, a little spice on the finish, like just a little bit of spice. Yeah. Uh, so, Terrence, thanks for uh, joining. Usually, we go with a stick, but I think today we're going to go with a little bit of an experience. Well, we'll lead into the stick. We'll get there. Well, you know? Yeah, we'll start with the experience and lead into the stick. Yes, sir. So uh, we're going to do what's called the Agonor Sleep Experience. Yeah. Uh, companies generally try to kind of separate themselves in one of three different ways. There's, uh, there's called the personality companies uh, where you think of Rocky Patel. The, mm-hmm. the company's named after him. Yeah. Uh, he's on all the posters. He's on all the you – know, his personality, his charisma is a, very, is a very important part of what makes the, the brand stand out. And, uh, and that's one way to do it. Another way is, is lifestyle-based. Who owns Davidoff? Who knows? But immediately you think of a guy in a suit, luxury. They've done an amazing job of, of really attaching uh, a high-end, luxurious lifestyle to the Davidoff brand. And that's another way to do it. And then the third way is product, uh, product-based. There's something, you know, La Florida Minicana, Homo Lajero. You mainly think of strong cigars. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we're a product-based company. Uh, I, you know, 
I'm dressed like Jake from State Farm, so that's not a that's not a lifestyle you really you know want to get involved in. And then I'm not the owner of the company either, uh, so I'm, I you know can't be called a personality. So we're we're stuck with the product itself, which is good because as we say, our leaf is our strength. Yeah. So, but rather than just tell people that, uh, what's much more effective is having them experience how we create the signature flavor we're known for. Uh, Aganorsa is one of the largest leaf growers in Nicaragua, and we sell to Fuente, we sell to Drew Estate, we sell to the people that make Romeo and Juliana. Monte Cristo, J.C. Newman, uh, Espinosa, and many and many others. And the reason they come to us is that the quality of the product. And that that uh, leaf has a signature flavor and aroma that comes from two seed varietals primarily, and primarily two regions. Although we grow in other regions. And so what we're going to do is we're going to taste two tobaccos that are in all our cigars from these. Two. So these two seeds from these two regions are in everything. Now they might be more some less than others, but they'll always be there. It's like the sugar in the cake and the butter in the cake. All cakes have them, right? Except those weird vegan cakes, and nobody likes that. <laughs> so, so what we're going to do here is uh, I'm giving you. This is just a pure leaf of tobacco, uh, and and this is called Corojo 99. Which I love, Corojo ninety nine wrapper. Like when I see that on a on a cigar, yeah, I gravitate towards it just because I love the the flavor at, that naturally comes with it. But then again, you're getting that with with a cigar that already has a binder and some filler, so you're sure. not getting the true yeah, you're, flavor. You're not getting it wholly by itself. The pure, right. you know, what, what it tastes like. Uh, and and we're the only major growers of Corojo ninety nine Nicaragua. It's it's kind of a unique in Nicaragua, a unique seed varietal to us. Um, and it's grown in Jalapa. Jalapa is in the northern part of the country. It borders Honduras. It has a very sandy reddish earth. It's very similar to Piar del Rio in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And so when you light this up, it's going to make you salivate on the sides of your mouth, spice on the tip of the tongue and through the retrohale, and then a lingering sweetness. Now, anything beyond that, we, we kind of leave that to the, the – the, everyone has their own palate, and we'll come up with different experiences from it. But I like to leave the, everything else to, to, the, to the smoker. Um, for me – um, the three things that you should definitely get that are palpable are what I just mentioned. Salvation sides, spice on the tip of the tongue in the retro oil, and lingering sweetness. Now, I, I, I mean, I know, um, but some listeners may not know, what is that retro hail? Okay, so, yeah, retro hail. And what I always preface what a retro hail is uh, with, the, with the story of uh, Michael Herklotz, is um, a friend of mine, and I've known him forever in the business. Back in the day, he was he ran uh, the Davidoff Madison Avenue stores in New York. Yeah, and they had a guy that would come in and buy a Davidoff like Series R, a thirty-four dollar cigar, and would eat the cigar, eat it, consume it. Uh, so the moral of the story is, once you get the cigar, you get to do whatever you want with it. And, and you should ask him about the story. It's, it's much. He did, I'm not doing it justice. It's a lot funnier coming from him. But but uh, that, the, so the idea is that once you have the cigar, the only one tell you I enjoy it. That said, um, retrohaling all blenders do this. And so if you're not doing it, you're not experiencing the cigar in the way it was intended to be experienced. Now that doesn't mean it's wrong. It just means that you're not getting what the blender was going after entirely. And so with retrohale, what you do is uh, it's not it's not inhaling. That's bad. Uh, you want to just fill your mouth with smoke. You take, you keep your mouth closed, and you press your tongue to the back of your top teeth and blow out through your nose. It's very simple. Yep. And uh, that just gives you a whole another dimension to the flavor. Yeah, because most of your your flavors. I mean, you back in grade school we learned if you close your nose, you can eat you can eat something that's awful. But as soon as you open your nose, you get that flavor. Sure. Because most of your flavors come from the sense of smell. Absolutely. 
Yeah, and so, and, and so that, that is, works the same with tobacco. Yep. And so that really like it intensifies it. It makes it a little bit more uh, nuanced or complex, at least, in terms of you'll pick up more out of it. Um, so I always recommend people to do it. We have a video on our uh, YouTube channel, Agonor's Leaf Experience, of how to retrohale, if anyone wants to see that. Um, but like I said, if, you, if it's not for you and you don't want to do it, don't do it, and that's okay, too. No, you're absolutely right. With, with this, like you said, I'm getting that, that like spice on the tongue. That, that it's like a tingle almost on yes, the tongue. Yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. That's really interesting. I've never had just the straight yeah. Corojo. We, we like doing it because, it, it's again, it's a lot easier if you're tasting it for yourself. You know, it's one thing to tell you. It's another thing where you actually do it. You know, yeah. seeing, seeing is believing. And so it's much more powerful that way. We, we grow Corojo 99 for flavor and aroma, yeah. um, which you'd say, well, what the hell else would you grow it for? But but flavor and aroma is not the only reason. To, it's just like tomatoes in the grocery store. They weren't like, well, these are the most delicious ones. Send those to the grocery store. They were like, well, you know, th- this one doesn't bruise too easy, and this one doesn't ripen too fast, and this one has a nice, more, more red color to it that people like more or whatever it is. And, uh, and so those are all considerations when they're growing tomatoes. And it's the same thing with tobacco. I mean, some tobaccos ferment faster, have a higher yield, they're more resistant to disease. And those, I mean, it's a huge cost investment to grow tobacco. I mean, in years before you recoup money, and then when you do, you just put it back into the tobacco. So um, it makes entire sense why some people wouldn't grow this, but we just grow on such a large scale that we're able to profitably grow Corojo 99. And you, you also grow other Corojos as well, I believe, right? Uh, like the 2012, for example. The, 2012, which, is, which we're, we're going to get to. That's kind of yeah. a, a special one because that's not an all-oil blend. That's a newer uh, varietal that we've been using. Um, but, yes, yeah, we grow. And then we also grow Corojo uh, 98, which is another uh, addition that we'll be smoking next, actually. Absolutely. That's awesome. This is from the Viso plant. Yes. The Viso, Viso part of the plant. Yeah, so Nicaraguan Viso is special. The word Viso comes from Nicaragua. That's the middle? Yeah, middle part of the plant. So your plant's divided. You have your Lijero at the top, your really powerful tobacco. The bottom, you have your Secos, which are lighter. They're good for combustion. Um, They're milder. Um, And then you in the middle, you have your Viso. In Cuba, for instance, there's no such thing as Viso. It's it's Seco or Lijero. They don't classify (laughs) Viso. Dominican Republic huh. and Honduras, they, they do now, but they do that because of Nicaragua. Because Nicaraguan Viso is really special. It has the intensity in, in, that you get from uh, uh, some Lajeros, um, but the complexity that you, you sometimes don't because the Lajero is so potent in one direction. So Nicaraguan Viso is really a pot. Like when people come to buy from us, obviously a lot of people want Lajero, but Viso, you know, Viso is probably even more popular because of its complexity along with its strength. It allows you to do a lot more with it. Hmm. So put that one down, okay? And uh, don't toss it. We're going to come back to it, and then we're going to go to good old Criollo '98. Now this is another seed varietal. And and by the way, when I say all these, not, the the year is the is the year that the Cubans started growing it commercially. Yeah, um, because if I understand it, Corojo was a Cuban seed. Yes. And then after it was the 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 black the blue blue, plate, mold, blue, blue mold. mold. That's what it was. They, that seed then migrated to other countries. Yeah. And, yeah. In fact, it almost destroyed Cuban tobacco in the 70s. It, like, it almost annihilated yeah. the, the industry. And so they got, obviously, concerned and uh, started growing variants. And there's a whole bunch. Habano 92, 
Koroho uh, 99, 98, Habano 2000, Koroho 2006. And so all, all those varietals are grown to help, you know, better, better flavor, more resistance to disease, better yield, all sorts of different characteristics they're, they're going for in doing that. Um, and, and the two we grow is Koroho 99, primarily, or Koroho 99, and then Koroho 98, which we're smoking now. Koroho 98 is commonly grown in Nicaragua. It's, it's not, you know, distinctive to us. And this is grown in Esteli, which has uh, got that dark volcanic soil. It's more quintessential Nicaraguan tobacco. With this, uh, you're going to um, get more earth, more grit, yeah, and like a salt on the roof of your mouth. If you rub your tongue to the roof of your palate, it's salty. Wow! And even like I'm looking at it, and it looks, it looks salty. The the, wow. the leaf actually has like a, a little shine to it that, that it looks. Salty. Yeah, it's it's a uh, the soil. If you look at the soil in Jalapa and you look at the soil in Esteli, you, you don't need to be like an, an agronomist to tell the difference. I mean, it, like you can look at them. Like, Jalapa is sandy, reddish earth. Mm-hmm. Jalapa is very dark or dark. Uh, excuse me, uh, Esteli is very dark, rich, um, volcanic soil. In yeah. fact, if it gets too wet, like when the, uh, I can't remember with COVID, you don't know years, but like whenever that hurricane went through, I think it was last year, the year before. Um, it went in before the season started, but it, in SLE, it delayed the, se- the growing season because they could not till the earth because once it gets wet like that, it's so thick, you can't run a plow through it because it'll break the plow. So uh, it's, it's completely di- But it, the flavor and aroma, too, is totally different. I can tell the difference between them just from aroma. Yeah. Huge. The night and day. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody would, you know, which is another reason we like to do this. Nobody would confuse these two. So no. nobody would be like, oh, you know, I can't tell the difference. Um, and it's again, it's another way to show people how different tobacco is, where you grow it. It's still a visa leaf, so it's still the middle part of the plant, but you change the seed and you change the region, and it's an entirely different experience. And so uh, w- w- with that, um, uh, each of these are in everything. So like the, the Coro 99 will be wrapper binder filler. This is uh, binder and filler. We don't use this wrapper. Estally, it's, you can't really grow wrapper. It's, it gets a little too high. The leaf gets too thick. But mm. um, you'll taste these two tobaccos in all our blends to some capacity. But really, the, the, what the important thing is, is I always say I like chocolate cake. I like lobster. I don't like lobster with my chocolate cake. You say lobster. Lobster. No, nah, yeah, yeah. Eastern mask guys say that. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and yeah, and so you, they don't, they don't, if it doesn't pair well together, it doesn't work. So you can have some, it's like people, you know, sometimes they're great by themselves, they get married and then it's a disaster. So, uh, <laughs> and, and it's the same with tobacco, you know, you, 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 you have to have them combine well. So the next step is to kind of cheech and chong it. You're going to yeah. put them, make sure they're both lit. I've heard rumors about the cheech and chonging. Experience now. Yeah. Uh, and you put them together and you puff them at the same time and it's going to become more rounded, more complex more balanced, more like a cigar. All right. Cheech and Chong it. Cheech and Chong it. You immediately taste, like you said, the complexity comes together. Yeah. It's a good marriage. It, it it blends very well with each other because you get that spice. You get the... the the, the saltiness, it's, it's yeah, now is the, the cake is coming together. Exactly. And, a, and the cake is more than the sum of its parts. So, so like, but together you're tasting some things that you don't taste otherwise. And, and it also hits your palate fully, whereas the, uh, the Corojo 99 kind of hits you in the sides and in the front. The Criollo hits you kind of down the middle 
of your palate. So now the whole palate is stimulated. Mm-hmm. This is the backbone of Aganorsa. All I always say, we're kind. Aganorsa is kind of like uh, a, a scot, you know, a Scotch bar or something like that. You go to some bars. You want gin, they got gin for you. You got vodka, you got vodka. You want rum, whatever you know you're asking for. Um, we're a, a, a whiskey bar. Where now again, peated scotch, non-peated scotch, sherry cask, oak cask, uh, you know, bourbons, weeded bourbon, like all, all these things alter the flavor profile. But you kind of, if you've had scotch, you know what you're getting into. If you've had bourbon, you know what you're getting into. You know what I mean? Um, you you might like one more than the other, but if you, if you've had rum, that doesn't tell you what bourbon tastes like or if you've had you know vodka that doesn't tell you what you know gin tastes like and so we kind of focus on the signature profile and there's advantages to both in the first case the the guy has a drink for everybody some people have a cigar for everybody um in our case the advantage is is that you know that you're gonna if you like us you're confident that you're gonna like more often than not what you're going to get from us so you know what you're getting into and that and that kind of helps oh it's got agonorsa well i know what agonorsa is like you can buy it whereas other companies they might be like well i like this one but this one was completely different and and so then it causes some issues in terms of like do i you know i like some of their stuff but i don't like others you know and there's advantages to both but for us it's it's that confidence that oh agonorsa okay i know what i'm getting into with that and and uh, we have the the shy town crew and on Cigar Dojo, we have a, a group chat, and we'll go back and forth, and oh, a bunch of nonsense. But there's times where we'll go, oh, well, this company, oh, I've never had anything bad from this company. It is consistency. Yeah. And then there's something like, mm, I've been hit or miss, man. I, that's like a 60-40 split. How is it? Like, let me know, because I, I haven't had that one. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah, I've, heard, yeah. I've heard, you know. Yeah, I've, I like this one. I didn't like that one. So right. I mean, you, you tell me how that one is. It's, it, but again, there's like I said, there's advantages to that, too, because if somebody goes to an event, that that company can say, we've got a cigar for you. For us, we, we don't have super mild and we don't have super strong. We don't have those yeah. two. So I'll literally tell somebody, hey, you know, these other cigars are probably going to be more in your realm. They're, they're, we're probably not for you. But if you do like us, we kind of, we do what we do really well and we kind of have you then. You know? and, and so there's advantages to both and and uh, we've, we've kind of picked the pathway of doing you know, a kind of different expressions in a certain style really well than doing every type of style. This is interesting. Now I, I separated the Cheech and Chong. Yeah. And I'm just going back and back forth and real quick just to kind of like get their their pro- profiles on their own again and then maybe I'll Cheech and Chong it one more time. But like, yeah, it is, uh, It I think you nailed it on it. It's a great experience because you can understand the flavors of, of what you're, you're you're smoking, what you're purchasing, what you're, you know. Yeah. And yeah. you know why you like it. You know, it's like, oh, okay, we, we want people to trust their palate. We want people to, you know, it, it doesn't matter what anyone else says. You either enjoy it or you don't. And if you don't enjoy it, then it doesn't matter what the ratings are, what people say, whether it's the most popular cigar. It doesn't make any difference. Um, so that's the, that's kind of the backbone is the Corojo 99 and Corojo 98. The final step is Corojo 2012. Now, Ooh. we only have currently one cigar that has Corojo 2012 uh, out of our portfolio, um, and that's the Cerberus. Yeah. I use it as a, as a wrapper. Which is a uh, on the line of Guardians of the Farm? Yes, it's on the, on the Guardian Farm Cerberus. Got yes, it. that particular, uh, this one right here with the three-headed dog. Got it. Um, so we're going to smoke that this one too now. Um, and and this, like I said, is not in everything. Uh, this is kind of in between the, the Corojo 99 and the Corojo 98. It's... I'm going to bias uh, because some people like it the most. I usually let you decide on your own. I don't like it too much by itself. It's very, it's very, It's got some sweetness. It's very aromatic. It's almost like a potpourri. And, uh, and so 
by itself, it wouldn't be something I would lean to. But when we combine it after you get the tannins to try it, um, it, it really has a nice, it, it, it blends well. It is immediately potpourri. Like that's what I get, but it's not overpowering. No, no, it's not like it's, it's not, it doesn't taste flavored, but it has this very floral, very pope. Yes, it's it's in uh, a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of salt, not a lot, but it's there. Floral. Yeah, it's and and so by itself, I you know now we've done it. Scotto ninety nine is kind of my jam. I like that the best. Yep. Some people do you know like like the ninety eight, and some people like the twelve. The twelve for me is just a is a blending agent. You know, it, it's uh, I think it works really well. Which ultimately they all are. You know, nobody. You know, people like salt or sugar. Uh, you know, salty food or sugary food. They tend not to like, you know, eating salt and eating sugar. You know, generally. Um, and it's the same thing with all of these. Ultimately, it's kind of just t- telling you how it adds to the to the recipe. Um, but certainly, like the ninety nine is something I I really enjoy that flavor even by itself. Um, whereas whereas the twelve, I wouldn't say I like it by itself, but I like how it combines. I can see how that can be a, a good addition yeah. to the combination that you have already, right? Because it has you have your salt, you have your your spice, yeah, and a little bit of floral now, and you can probably, yeah, exactly. So are we, are we going to Cheech and Chong yeah, also? Yeah, we're doing a, the, the triple Cheech and Chong. The triple Cheech and Chong, it's famous. Well, I got to get my lighter ready. Hold on one second. Yeah. All right, let me try this uh, Corojo uh, 2012. And I'm going to cheat and chong it with the Corojo 99 and the Carrillo. Is that proper pronunciation? Criollo. Criollo 98. So it's a triple cheat and chong, folks. Triple cheat and chong. Triple cheat and chong. But it changes again. So now the Cheech and Chong complexity had just leveled up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's even more complex. And so the, the Kuro 2012 adds another dimension to the to the experience. Now, obviously, this is chopsticks. A cigar is Mozart. A cigar has got different primings of the plant, different farms. Uh, we also use, you know, uh, Connecticut Ecuador, San Andres Maduro, you know, tobaccos as well. So there's... Um, there's a little bit more to it, but th- this is really the backbone of Aganorsa, especially the first two, and it really gives you a good sense of what you're getting into with Aganorsa. Wow. So between the the three, as I said, mine is Corolla 99. Uh, I think we had a, in the audience a, a 98. Yes. And then uh, you? Corojo 99. 99. Yeah. Corojo I'm, I'm, yeah, 99 is my... So, I, well, next is so because we liked you and I were more Coral Ninety Nine dominant. This is the new size of uh, Supreme Leaf. Uh, it's going to be out next year. It's a, it's a round. Usually Supreme Leaf is is box pressed, um, but, but we decided to go around this time around Toro. And cool. then uh, for our audience member, we're going to go with our Anniversario Maduro here. Ooh, please. I almost wanted to go the other way now. No, no, no. No, you no. can't. Yeah. No, no. I mean, they both have both. They bo- they, they, they're both. Uh, yeah, no, this, this. So this is like a 6x60? That's a 6x52. 52. 52. Wow, it looks, okay. Looks bigger, but. No, it's a 52. 50, yeah, it, it's a, 
Yeah, that's what they are. Yeah, yeah that's what I tell people that too. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to chop this up. No, so this is the cool part is that now when you do this, uh, you're, you're going to be, you're going to pick up those notes. So it's almost like you've, even if you've had this cigar before, I mean, you haven't had this version of it at least, but even if you've had uh, either of these cigars before, it's almost like a whole new experience because you're like, oh my God, suddenly I taste these things that a minute ago, uh, you know, I didn't pick up specifically on. I noticed you went with the V-cut. Yeah, I went with the V-cut. Is that your go-to? I usually just pick the caps. It's called the Nicaraguan uh, cutter. And uh, I, I got used to them when I worked at a, in the factory is just to pick the caps off. But I want to be professional uh, with, you know, distinguished gentlemen here and, and, not, uh, and not do that. You're talking about me and not him, right? Yeah. I was say one. Oh, wow. <laughs> So on the cold draw, I definitely got, I mean, it, it's a more of a lighter, what, what's the wrapper on this? This is Coro is the wrapper. It's wrapper, okay. Yeah, yeah so, th so this, neither of the cigars that uh, we're smoking have the, the 2012. The Cerberus has that. Um, um, but, uh, but this is Dominant 99. It has the Coro 98 too. It's Dominant 99. The Anniversario Maduro is more Dominant 98. Again, you get them both, but you, you get one more than the other. Hmm. This is fantastic. I like the draw. You know, I'm a big fan of the draw. <clears throat> yeah, uh, so when is this new this new size being? February, it'll be out. Out to the public? Yeah, yeah we'll announce it, prob I mean, officially announce it towards the end of the year. And then, uh, and then January is when shops can order it, and then February we ship it. Okay. Uh, and we only ship uh, Supreme Leaf a couple times a year. It's one of our most uh, sought-after blends, um, probably because it's it's hard to get. It only comes out uh, usually twice a year. This past year we only did once, um, and and Supreme Leaf is 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 I think was the first foray into kind of uh, packaging ourselves in a different way that that had more uh, vibrancy and, and you know kind of. Uh, caught your eye a little bit more. We we had done a lot of traditional packaging, and I you know we're still a traditional company. We got a whole bunch of old Cubans down there, um, but we we definitely wanted people to look at our our cigars and, and kind of get excited about them. Oh, what's that? Oh, that looks interesting, you know. And uh, and so we if you, our packaging now has been much more, uh, uh, it's more coherent. Uh, one is you can tell it's Aganorsa, and two it's much more vibrant where it's it, it pops out at you. And the Supreme Leaf was the first foray into that. I noticed the <clears throat> the band on it is very uh, like unique. Like I, I haven't seen a, a band like that. Yeah. So it was actually uh, uh, the gentleman from uh, Pravada Cigars. Um, he he designed it. It was his concept. Okay. He, he came to us and he was like, "Listen, you've got great blends, uh, but I think the the younger smokers, a loose term, but I, I, the newer generation of of cigar smokers, not your grandparents or anything like that. Yeah. Um, they're looking." For something that looks a little different yeah. you have great blends i think if you can present it in a way that kind of creates that enthusiasm that actually smoking the cigar creates um it'll be really successful and and he was right and he did it it's funny at the sales meeting when we first did it like everybody hated it they're like oh this is going to ruin the company it looks you know these colors are not colors of cigars like and uh i had to kind of go back to him and be like ah, you know i'm getting a little bit negative feedback about this you know 
And, and at first he was actually a little bit mad at me because, you know, he, he designed it. You know, it's like designers, it's like their kids. And I was like, listen, I just need you to help me understand it. And that way I can present your case. And he did. He, like, went through. He's like, Louis Vuitton has, the, you know, pur- that purple. You know? And he had a reason for everything. It was very thought. It was very methodically thought out why he did it the way he did it. And then I was like, okay, now I can. And uh, honestly, 9 out of 10 people love it. And the one that doesn't, hates it and still tried it. I have a guy... Uh, um, Kevin from uh, uh, Cigar uh, New England Cigar uh, Militia up in up in New England, and he's like, literally, it's, it was my first uh, cigar that I had from you, and I wanted to hate it because I hated the band so much, <laughs> but I bought it so I could hate it, and I loved it, you know. And so, it, it, ultimately, the best cigar you've never heard of is one you don't smoke. Yep. So anything that kind of gets now again, you you don't want to border on where it becomes that that part of it becomes more exciting than the actual cigar that's bad because then they're so excited about it and then they try it and they're kind of disappointed but if you can kind of transmit like the passion and the enthusiasm and the, and, and all that into the packaging that helps a little bit you know get people's attention yeah it, it's it's simple but it, it, it says enough right it has your your logo it has the flex oh, <laughs> agonorsa flex the agonorsa flex hashtag agonorsa flex yes uh, Agnorsa Leaf logo, uh, Supreme Leaf, uh, but you know the purple, the orange, and the the yellow. Um, you know, compared to like I have in my other hand the the uh, Agnorsa Leaf, Maduro Valdezion, Valdezion, traditional style band. Yeah, the gold, the the you know. Yeah, much more. Yeah. But even with that, we like so again we have to kind of balance it because we can't go too. It's we, you can't be something you're not. You know, it's kind of like that old guy starts dressing like he's you know 25 and he's <laughs> talking like you know hey dudes. You know, it's kind of like ah that doesn't work. Um, but wait, wait, I say hey dudes. <laughs> well, you're at 65. You know, you're okay. All right. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and 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 so even with that one, we kept it classic. But we also you know the, the colors are a little bit more vibrant. The the logo is more prominent. You know, so we made some things that. It pops. Yeah, it pops a little bit more, you know? Yeah, absolutely. When I was at my local Benny's, I was looking for the Validation, and they were like, well, we don't have that one. But they had the Supreme Leaf, and they had a, a couple other ones. And it, it definitely it pops, because that's what you want. I mean, not that it's a, a marketing game. Well, but it, it is. I mean, I mean, But it, it is, just, because when you walk into a humidor, yeah. it's freaking overwhelming sometimes to say, well... If I if you don't know what you want immediately, yeah. If you, if you don't, if you, if somebody wasn't like, hey, go in there and buy Agonorsa, or go in there and buy whatever brand, or when you're in the store, the 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 manager doesn't do that, or the, the employee or whoever, the owner, um, you're really walking around looking at a whole bunch of stuff, right? And yeah. it's, it's overwhelming. You know, it's overwhelming for me, and I'm in the business, <laughs> and we, and and people are inundated by information. So, like I said. If you, nobody knows about your product, it doesn't matter how good it is. Yeah. Uh, and so you really have to be able. And, and one thing COVID taught me, which I, I, I mean, I always knew brand brand recognition and brand understanding, and then brand passion. Those are kind of the three things uh, in that order or that you need to achieve. You, people need to know about it. They need to understand it, and then ho- hopefully, really be enthusiastic about it, so they tell people about it. And like during COVID, like when it was all, you know, cash and carry where you'd, you'd call the store and they'd bring it to the door or whatever for you. I, I Retailers have told me that they'd have a guy call, and this was common. Hey, uh, that's what I smoke every day. Can I get a box of that? Well, what, which one? 
You know, it's on the right-hand side when you walk in the humidor. What's the name of it? Ah, you know, I can't remember. I think the band is blue and the band's red. And they're smoking this cigar every single day. They don't know what it's <laughs> called. They don't know what it looks like. So, and that's that, that's a guy that smokes the product. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like how's a guy? A regular. So yeah, you. So you really have to bang people over the head and do. The, you know, and so everything is kind of that we do is geared. Again, we're not we're not trying to. Oh, we got uh, tobacco that was fermented in a nuclear uh, a reactor in North Korea. Or we're not saying, or, or we're not saying that like, oh, you know, you smoke our cigars, you get a golden ticket to where we walk. Is we're not saying all that stuff. What we're, we're trying to just get your attention and then hopefully so that you understand what we're doing and then if, if that's within what you like that you're passionate about and you go oh you got to have Aganorsa and try and again even putting like the arm on there like the Aganorsa fly, you know that's like maybe they can't say Aganorsa or maybe they forget the word or whatever but they, you know the one with the arm you know yeah. and now immediately you know what, the, what they're talking about so so th- those are all things that are really really important um if you want to be successful, I mean, it, it, in an earlier level, you can kind of get the guys that follow everything, and there are people that go out there and they want to find the newest thing and they want to try the newest thing, and that that portion of the audience is great because they help in the beginning stages. But there's a very small amount of people. I mean, like take bourbon for instance. Like I've been to the Bourbon Trail. I, I would say I know more about bourbon than the average bear. I'm not in any groups for bourbon. I don't. I don't trade it. I don't. I'm not. Uh, you know. I like and I'm on the higher level for it you know what I mean like like so what about people that like are you know lower than me and so it's the same thing with the cigars is that the average person is not they have so much going on this is something they enjoy doing when they go golfing or when they have some family over for the barbecue yep. or whatever it is and so yeah you have to make it easy for them to understand and appreciate because they're 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 busy yep I had a, a buddy today who I, he he doesn't smoke quite often at all, and he was like, "Well, I'm going to a wedding or some you know celebration event. What would you suggest?" And I'm like, "Oh man, all right. Well, <laughs> do you want light, medium, heavy? Do you here? Where's your yeah, price yeah, range? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let, let's narrow this down a little bit because I can give you a list of cigars that I like, but you might not like them. No, and again, one of the things, and this is why we spend so much time working with our retail partners, educating staff." doing what I'm doing right now, talking to consumers, trying to give as much as possible. Because it's like, it's, a, it's buying a cigar, if you don't know anything, is kind of like buying a TV at Best Buy. You go to Best Buy and you look at all the TVs. You look around. Mm-hmm. And then you go to one and you pick up the, the tag and it says, you know, 27,000 megahertz or whatever. No, you know, nobody knows what the hell any of that means. They, you know, so you look at the cigar and it says, yeah, they don't know what any of that means. And, and then what they do is they buy the second least expensive TV. They don't want to be cheap, but they, but they, they don't see any difference between anything, you know. Right. And so it's a cigar. The guy will walk in, and, you know, he'll look at stuff, and then he'll go, okay, well, that's about this much, okay, you know, and they'll, you know, and he'll see like a ninety-three rating or something, and they'll, okay, well, yeah. but, you know, and that's what they'll, they'll end up doing, you know, or, or like if they do have brand recognition, they'll go, oh, uh, you know, whatever, you know. Uh, let me get that Sony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, Sony. Sony's a good company. They, they don't know Sony's a good company. They just yeah. know, they've heard it. You know, yeah. like they, they go, oh, Sony. You know, and it's the same thing. Oh, they, you know, X Y Z brand. Oh, I've heard that's good. It could not be the right cigar for them at all. But like they've heard it. You know, and so yeah. th- th- that's all you really have. Um, you know, to you know, you, that's what you're working with most of the time. And so you really, we try to do everything we can to kind of uh, jump that process and where, you know, either the, re- the retailer goes in there and says, Oh, you know, you have Wang. Well, you know, the anniversario, 
is a great cigar for a wedding. You know, it's it's got that classic look. It looks high end. Yep. It's anniversary. It means anniversary in Spanish. You know, so it's their first. You know, it's gonna be their first, all that kind of so stuff. The presentation screams yeah. ce- celebration. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. or 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 they've listened to your podcast and they say, oh yeah, I was listening last night to the podcast. They were talking. They did this thing with fumers and everything that was really cool. The tasting the tobaccos. But you have to do that somehow. And if you don't yeah. do that, you're in, you're in trouble, man. There's no the odds that some guy is gonna walk into the humidor. With nothing, with no information, nobody helping them, nobody saying, and pick out your cigar. The odds are not good. I mean, even even if you just take purely mathematical odds, like how yep. many cigars are in the humidor, well, how, and what percentage of the humidor is, is is you? I mean, maybe if you have have a yeah yeah one in fifty maybe yeah yeah. I mean, I I know when I first I used to smoke cigars occasionally, and then a couple of years ago I got really into it. I'm like, well, what am I smoking? What is this? What what leaf is it? Where's it grown? Where's it from? Sure. What's the like, and that's when I started really getting granular about it, and <clears throat> that's when I was like, well, I know that I like Corojo ninety nine. I know that I like some Habanos. Uh, I know that uh, Nicaragua obviously is like the mecca of good tobacco, and I also know now being you know, smoking as much as I have that you know, Cuban cigars aren't as good as people say they are, right? Yeah. Because there are so many other companies out there in other countries that are growing and making cigars, quality products that compete, if not exceed. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah you're, you're, but you're a 10%er, at most, yeah. is, that, is that 10%. Like, mo- the average guy, the, yeah. you know, a great place is if you hang out in, in, in a Biggie's or something like that, because all those guys, they're in there buying something else. They're not there primarily for cigars. Some of them are, obviously, but, uh, but you know, because they have liquor, more people yeah. drink than They're going, cigars. Yeah, I'm going to someone's house, I'm going to grab a couple yeah, of cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they got some cigars, oh, you know, we're going to barbecue, we'll get some cigars. And, and and when you talk to those people, they they know hardly anything about cigars. Yeah. Hardly anything. And so, you know, and because we're so in this industry and we're talking to people that do know a lot, you forget sometimes that this guy, like I was told the other day, the number one t- uh, question about cigars that's researched on Google, it's Googled, is... Uh, uh, how do I not get sick smoking a cigar? Now think about that. How many times have you has that question ever come up in all your conversations? Basically never, you know. Yeah. But like for ninety percent of the population, they don't smoke that often. They they saw you know they wanted it and they but oh man I don't want to get sick and oh it's smoke and uh, you know they think cigarettes or whatever you know and and so uh, you really have to um, not assume that people know anything. Right. Speaking of uh, Agonorsa. And, I, and I'm, I'm going to butcher it, so I'm going to let you ask. I'm going to let you answer this question. The Agonorsa is short, shortened, right? Yeah, it's an acronym. So it's Agricola Ganadera Norteña S.A. Which basically means like, Norteña is like a term for Nicaraguans. You know, it's, a, it's like Nicaraguan uh, growing in uh, agriculture and farming company. That's, that's basically what it, the S.A. You'll notice a lot of factories have that. Tabsa, Matasa, uh, Pinsa. Uh, uh, Tabacusa, you know, the SA is like incorporated. Okay. So that's always on the end uh, of, of most of them. And then the rest is an acronym. They, the Cubans love acronyms. They love them. Uh, and so most of the factories... Cuba is probably an acronym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably an acronym <laughs> for something. Yeah, if it was Cuba Asai or something like that, it would be definitely an acronym. But 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 yeah, they just like acronyms. And uh, and so that's where the name Aganorsa... So when we came... When that's we awesome. Started, when we, we moved away from Casa Fernandez uh, yep. to Aganorsa... That was recently, right? That's yeah, well, f- uh, five years ago now. No, but fairly recently in terms of the company's history, um, th- there was a little concern. There was like, well, you know, 
That's, that's kind of an odd word to say. But people will try to say it. They'll say arganosa. They'll say agranosa. They'll say something, like, but they'll say it. Um, you know, and, and it was distinctive enough. If you look it up, there's nothing else. It's like, you know, some names, there's also other products that will show up on Google first. Uh, it begins with A, so it's always the top of the lists of things. Um, so it has a lot of advantages. And, and people aren't afraid to, to attempt it, really. They'll, they'll, say, they'll, they'll say something along the lines that will get you there. It's not like Chateauneuf de Pop, where they see that and they're, you know, they, they don't want to permit to pronounce it. Yep. Ob- like on that word, they obviously don't know how to say it. Whereas Agonorsa, it looks different, but it, it's not necessarily intimidating the point where the guy doesn't want no. to try to say the word. I think if you, if you heard it once, you heard it once, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll be able to say it right. If, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's four syllables. It's not yeah. like, you know, a super difficult thing. But, but, but yeah, you know, and again, I hear it all the time, Arganosa, Arganosa. But as long as you're saying it, man. And, and, and a lot, I mean, most of the names that, you know, com- a lot of companies have, I've heard all sorts of names for most of them, you know, uh, uh, at one time or another. So, that, yeah, Macundo's for Macanudo. And, yep. No, you know, there's a... Uh, sales, I mean, there's some... Our, our, you know, uh, the, the, the boys at Cigar Dailies, uh, Cigar Daily. Yeah, Tim. They, they did a, uh, a YouTube short of uh, somebody walking into a humidor and saying a whole bunch of cigar names wrong. Wrong way, yeah, I said that. Placencia, yeah. Was, yeah. you know, like, yeah. So, yeah, it... it it's common. I mean, especially if you're not in with... Yeah, you're not Latin. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. other words that you're, you know... Uh, my name is impossible for... Yeah. Ter- Terrence is, like, basically impossible for Latin people to say. Yeah. I get Terence, Terence... Uh, uh, Terencio. Uh, yeah, you got a, you have a... What would you say? A, a gringo name? Oh, a gringo name. Yeah, I got a super <laughs> gringo name. So, like, if, if, it, if it's not a name that you're used to, then it's hard, it's hard to say. Yeah, this is Supreme Leaf. It's fantastic. And I know that, you know, size of Vitolos change the flavor profiles. Sure. Uh, even though the blends could be the same, you know, slightly bigger, slightly longer, uh, box press, it, it always adjusts the, the, the temperatures, you know, the dials of what you're going to be receiving on the other end. And this is, this this Vitolo is phenomenal. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a little bit stronger and richer than yeah. I, I've noticed you know again they also have some time left on them to age but I, I, that definitely stuck out to me it was like oh this is a little this is a little bit more intense than the, they're robust they're robust thank you great word yeah so this podcast has given me the ability to learn and with that I've learned some unique stories on how companies got started and we talked about a couple of them before we got on the air and Agnorsa's lead founder uh, Eduardo Fernandez has a unique story too uh, one thing I found interesting is that before Agonorsa, he moved to Spain like the mid '80s. Yeah, and him and his brother started a, a telepizza company. Telepizza, yeah. It was so it was it was he was uh, Eduardo um, is Cuban like just about everybody else in the business, and his family donated all their possessions to Castro like everybody else did very generously, and uh, and <laughs> he, you know he grew up in South Florida. Yeah. So in that sense, the story is kind of you, it's a common story in the cigar industry. Right, right. But that's kind of where it ends. His family was not involved in tobacco. He was involved in tobacco, and uh, and he went to Wharton School of Business. Uh, he he was a banker in Miami at a, uh, some local bank, uh, and uh, and he, he and his brother saw that Domino's and Little Caesars and pizza were becoming. A thing, and so he would work at nights. I think it was a Little Caesars or Domino's. I can't remember. Uh, well, you know, in day time he was a VP of a bank. At nighttime he was working at, Do- at Domino's. I, I think he put his, you know, uh, the men's union was better back then. He put his wife in another one, so she was learning too, and uh, and and they basically took that model 
and went to Spain and and they and they created telepizza and it was considered Spain was considered a traditional food market they're like ah you're not going to do you know f- you know quick delivery pizza in Spain but it was a tremendous success and uh, within a few years they sold uh, they went public and uh, he had all the money that he's going to ever need um, and he could do anything at that point and he always liked farming he was always into farming he went to uh, high school in Connecticut and he would see the tobacco farms there. His yeah. wife is Nicaraguan. And so it was in the mid-90s when uh, Nicaragua was opening up. Land is always expensive, and they're not making any more of it. But because Nicaragua was just coming off of uh, an embargo and in, 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 uh, the time of— I just uh, recently read about that, the, Nic- the Nicaraguan embargo. I, did, I didn't know yeah. that existed until yeah. no, no, yesterday we the, looked that up. In the 80s, yeah. So you, you basically had—you uh, know, it, it wasn't a place you could really do too much. So he went and invested in, uh, in, in pig farms and cattle farms and in tobacco. And on the tobacco side, he went to Cuba, and he got Cuban agronomists that worked for Cuba Tobacco, the state-controlled company who had like 60 years of of growing tobacco experience, you know, half a, half a century. And they were basically retired. In Cuba, they kind of retire you in your early 60s or mid-60s. You know, they kind of force you into retirement. Um, and, uh, and so he brought them over to Nicaragua and gave them the resources that Cuba really doesn't have anymore. But they had this massive know-how. And so uh, we're really this kind of synthesis of this Cuban methods and Cuban uh, style uh, using Nicaraguan resources. Yeah. But, and, and that kind of, like, so that kind of goes hand in hand with my next question is, is obviously he had grown or he had purchased enough land because, this is a fun fact, Agonorsa grows so much tobacco that only 20% of it is used by Agonorsa. The rest of it is sold to be used by other companies. Yeah, out of 20,000 bills, we're using about 15 to 20% of that. Uh, wow. And the rest is sold. That's the main. The main business is selling tobacco. Right. It's much bigger than than the factory. I mean, we manufacture. And when we say fifteen to twenty percent, that's everybody. That's that's us. That and the people we manufacture for. So that's uh, Illusion Foundation, Warped Viaje, Black Star Lines, Black HBC, Star Line, yeah. Uh, you know, so on and so forth. And so uh, all all these guys, um, uh, you know, it, it, together that's twenty percent, fifteen to twenty percent of what we grow. Yeah, we've had uh, Eric Bay on here with Black Star Line, and, and we talked about Agonorsa briefly. But great product from from Black Star Line. Their their Dark Warwitch is probably it, it is in my top ten. And I mean, I I'm not a years and years season yeah. veteran smoker, but that Black Star Line or that uh, that Dark Warwitch is just phenomenal. Yeah, great. And uh, they just redid uh, the the bands on on yep. that too, which I think uh, from is, the, from Eric uh, yeah. at Dojo. Yeah, from Eric, Eric designed them. He did a great job, and uh, yeah, and they're great to work with. It's always you know I think the people we work with are some of the best testaments to the quality of our product. I mean, th- these guys are all people that could work with other people if they wanted to, and they've created uh, really uh, successful brands um, that are highly regarded. Um, using their palettes, I mean, they, it's their taste profile, and, and, yeah. and they're creating their own expressions of Agonorsa. Um, but, but uh, you know, I think that's one of the best. You know, it's easy for me to say. Ask the guys that we work with. You know, another an, an impressive feat that I, I didn't. I don't think a lot of companies do, but you can say Agonorsa creates and controls everything from seed to smoke in house. Yeah. Except for the boxing, or do, do you have boxing now? No, we have a we have a, a factory that we work very closely right. with. And I mean, I don't smoke the box. So yeah. I, yeah. In terms of the yeah, in terms so true vertical integration, like you said, is like you do see the smoke. Yeah, you, yeah. Do you make the bands. It's everything. Uh, but in terms of the cigars, yeah, yeah. From from we 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 grow, cure, ferment, age, blend, roll, distribute. 
and so we control that whole process. And that's really important because like when you taste these fumas, one of the things that you have to keep in mind is that uh, you can have the best piece of meat on earth uh, and you overcook it. Now you got shoe leather. Yeah. And so if you don't cure right, if you don't ferment right, it never gets this, it's never the same. It's never optimal. It doesn't mean it can't be used necessarily, but it's it's not like you can't age out those problems. Um, and then you don't you know you don't combine it with the right other materials. All those things are crucial. So we're able to not only grow for the characteristics we want, we can we ensure that those characteristics make it to the cigar, um, because you can lose them at any stage of the process by mismanagement. And so uh, that's a huge advantage for us. So like when you ask. I mean, I can't do this off the top of my head, but if you were to say like, okay, where does all the tobacco come from in this? I can tell you the farm, the lot on the farm, the seed varietal, the year, everything. I mean, we, we have it down, all that information, because for consistency purposes, it's very hard to be yeah. consistent if you don't control that. Yep. And a lot of a lot of cigar companies that I've talked to or, or even researched, they have cigar brokers. And, you know, uh, not to call them out by name, but there's one in particular that, I liked, and then I didn't like, and then I liked again, and I didn't like, and they're they're up and down, and because they don't grow their own, they don't, they're, yeah. they're not seeds of smoke, they're they're more yeah, manufacturer production based, not yeah, and, farming, and, and they're based on, I mean, they're, they're a little bit subject to things they can't control. I mean, they don't grow it, so they have to take what is there. Now, again, you can work with people that ensure that you know. I, I don't want to say that. Oh, if you don't growing on your own, you can't possibly be doing this uh, consistently. You can. It's harder. It's much harder, and, you, and you're more reliant on your partners because if your partners don't provide you with what you need, uh, it's gonna, it, it may be it may not be bad, but it won't be consistent. Yeah. How so in, in Nicaragua? I, I'm Esteli, I believe, is your factory. Yes, sir. And, and we have one in Alapa too, but the main one's in Esteli. How big is that facility? So, between that's uh, that facility can handle, I think. Up to about 100 rollers, and the one in Jalapa can handle about 30 rollers. Um, so, but we, we are not at full capacity because it's hard to get rollers. So, we're all together. We probably have about 100 um, between the two, um, and and that allows us to make about 30,000 cigars a day. Wow. Yeah. Although it's not, that's actually like a mid-sized factory. Like if you take like uh, you know Drew Estate, and I and I, I do not have proprietary information, so don't take take this with a grain of salt. But like I would say that at least they're making one hundred and fifty thousand a day. So one hundred fifty thousand cigars is five times more than what we're making. So we're actually like a mid-sized uh, factory. You know, so there's a lot of guys making a lot less than us. Um, but uh, but it's it's a t- you know being able even at thirty thousand. Producing consistently thirty thousand cigars a day is not you now. That's now all separate, different blends, all different. You know. Impressive. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, and what I found was Agonorsa Leaf uses ninety nine percent of in house grown Agonorsa tobacco. There's only one percent of outside tobacco, and that is the Mexican San Andreas. San Andreas and Ecuador, uh, Connecticut. Is okay. Yeah. Uh, basically, everything else comes um, from us. What would you say? What would you say Aganorsa's most popular cigar is? So I can tell you immediately, but there's two things you have to, there's kind of the, the most exciting and there's the most popular for the premiums. Uh, our, our JFR and Lunatic lines are the most popular. We sell those, and in the, especially in the, our top five biggest SKUs are all 60 plus, except for one. One's not. Um, like our, our, our JFR Titan uh, Maduro 6x60. That's the that in our El Chiquito Maduro, the four and three quarters by seventy. Those are the two biggest sellers. Um, big ring gauge 
again, it goes back to this thing about like kind of when you're in the industry as like an insider compared to the average consumer. The average guy, let's just say he's spending $10. He's buying one cigar a day uh, and it's $10. That's $3,650 a year. People get divorced over that kind of stuff. So what people want is uh, they want to have something that they can smoke consistently, that they enjoy, that's not going to break the bank. And, yep. the, and the JFR and lunatic lines, especially in the big ring gauge, that allows a guy to smoke instead of two cigars, maybe one, or instead of four, maybe two. Um, and, uh, and in the case of our 8x80, one instead of four, um, and, and, and not necessarily get in trouble at home or not pay you know the kids' tuition or, or whatever else. Um, and so that is really the sweet spot for us, our bread and butter, is our JFR and lunatic lines. Those guys... At events, those brands don't generally sell that well. What's JFR mean? So, so when JFR originally came out, uh, uh, at the time, this industry was kind of divided into, there was the catalog companies like uh, like JR and you know Cigars International and Famous. And, and then there was uh, brick and, traditional brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. So JFR was conceived of, you had, you had it was only for brick and mortar. So just for retail. Oh. As time has gone on, because almost every store has e-commerce now, uh, or a lot of them do, um, you have to still have a retail store to sell JFR. But we, we removed, because it was becoming too hard to control, because these guys would be like, well, this guy's got it online. You know? and, and, and he was just a brick and mortars. And like, you know, New York, it was just a regular guy, you know, but it, it was hard to kind of regulate that. And, it, and there's really no reason to do it. It's still, uh, JFR is still really a brick and mortar. It's, it's a 50 count box. They're not cellowed. It's not a cigar to really ship places. It's like a bundle. Yeah, it's like a big giant. But like the whole concept of JFR was basically to be like a ten dollar cigar for like six bucks, you know, or a fifteen dollar cigar for eight or something. You know, we really wanted. I mean, the the you know, they're they're pigtailed. They have the 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 unfinished foot. It's a beautiful cigar. It's a great presentation. Um, if I didn't have a supply of cigars that I could access, I would smoke a lot of JFR myself, quite frankly. And yeah. I do sometimes, uh, you know, anyway, I, I, the JFR Super Toro, I think, is an outstanding cigar. So, so so those are like the bread and butter. Like at events, though, like we don't sell a lot of that. Guy, the guys that my that stuff, they come in the morning, they go buy it, and they go home. Or they go to the golf course, or they go drive their truck. Or they on the lounge, they smoke the cigar, and they go home. It's not, they're not, you know... Uh, into like all like what tobaccos are and all this and all, they're not that interested in that stuff. Uh, for probably our most uh, kind of sought after cigar is probably the, the Supreme Leaf. The Supreme Leaf um, is it doesn't come out that often, um, and when it comes out, there's usually a rush for it. It's it's been rated very well by a lot of the you know, online and uh, various uh, magazines. So so it, it's it you know but the sales wise, I mean. The sales don't even compare and to it's JFR. A great smoke. Yeah. Yeah, it's solid smoke. I mean, I, I, I would, I will, go and get more of these, uh, the Supreme Leaf. Um, can you talk a little bit about this? Is something that caught my interest because we have a, my father-in-law, uh, audience's actual father. Yeah, my daddy. <laughs> uh, co- drives close to home. Um, the Agonorsa. Uh, Prisoner of War, a Palmaya yeah. uh, sampler. Sure. So, so we, we've 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 done one already, and we have another one coming that's going to go to Cigars International in November for uh, you know uh, uh, we have uh, um, vet, veteran, yeah, veteran yeah Veterans Day is in November right Veterans Day no. maybe 
Yeah, Veterans Day. Yeah, Veterans Day. Yes, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Uh, Memorial Day is beginning yeah, of the year. Memorial Day, Labor Day, uh, Veterans Day. Yeah, and Armed Services Day, I think, is in November, too, as well. Have to look. Uh, I think the Marine Corps birthday is in November. There's a lot of military stuff in November. There's a lot, yeah. Um, and, uh, and so uh, the idea of it is that uh, this gentleman um, that created the company, he's, well, his son actually created the company. Um, he, he was uh, uh, an Eagle Scout, and he, he found, you know, they, they were doing something with uh, uh, military cemeteries or something, and they saw, like, a, a penny on the grave. And, uh, you know, a penny means somebody who came to visit you, a nickel means uh, somebody that, that served with you, I think. And it, and it, it goes on and on in, in terms of, like, quarter was somebody there, you know, uh, with you. With you when you, you know, and, about, and he saw that most of the, the graves didn't have any anything on them, so it kind of, like, disturbed him. It's like, man, these people died for our country or served our country, uh, you know, during their life. And, uh, and and so he wanted to create uh, an organization. They basically read out the names. So they go to funerals, and they'll they'll read all the names of the people there. Uh, it's kind of, a, a, a you know, an honor to them mm-hmm. for their service. And uh, and so uh, his father, who... who uh, He's kind of the CEO of the company, um, or the organization, it's not company. Um, you know, through a mutual friend or a common friend, uh, contacted me and said, hey, could we do something for this? So we thought that was a great cause. And so we donate a portion of the proceeds, go to uh, their organization. Um, and, and and the first one we did was Smoke In in Florida. And uh, we, we launched uh, around Memorial Day. Uh, Abe? Abe, yep, yeah, Abe at Smoke In, and and then uh, and then we have another uh, um, one coming out with uh, Cigars International in November, um, and it, you know it's something that uh, just you know it's just a, a good organization, it's a good cause, and you get a nice selection of Aganorsa cigars in there, so um, you know uh, we we use some special stuff. Speaking of five packs, I saw something interesting. Can you tell me about the St. Terrence of Agonorsa? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, so at the Underground Cigar Shop in, uh, in Fort Worth, Texas, um, those guys are a bunch of nuts. I mean, I can, <laughs> I can say that because I can say it to their face. And uh, they kind of came out with, a, you know, that I look like Joel Olstein. And so... Holy and so they start you, know, which, which to be honest with you, if you're there, that's actually not some of the things they call people. That's pretty good. Uh, you know, out, of what, out of what you can be called in that group. Hey, less creepy. Yeah, <laughs> less creepy. Less creepy. Yeah. And oh, thank you. Um, and so and so that that you know so we we did they have their cigar fest every year in, in March and and uh, uh, we did one you know learn to swim uh, you know which was a, a sampler pack and. It was, you know, uh, when Joel Osteen, they had the floods and he locked the churches or whatever. And so it was like, you know, learn to swim. And, I and saw it, I saw the band. Yeah, yeah. The band is hilarious. Yeah, and so, you know, and so then, so this time, and so that kind of morphed into, like, I'm some sort of, like, religious figure. So this year it was St. Terrence of Agonorsa. And they took like some saint uh, and, and you know plastered my face on the, onto it, <laughs> and so I showed up at the event dressed like you know the, the bishop of Fort Worth or something, and uh, you know it's just fun. You know, cigars are a, a big thing. Ultimately, we, we even have this kind of in our, uh, our what our organization is about. Um, there's a term for this. Uh, God, uh, your. Uh, um, whatever, but you know, what we want to do is that. Cigars are a mechanism or conduit to create great times and great relationships. That's what yep. it's for. Now, again, we have to make money. It's a business. I get fired if, you know, we're all just having fun and nothing's getting done. That That's that's true. But uh, by doing that effectively, it, you know, I've met so many people 
and built so many great relationships, both within the industry and then for other things. I mean, you know, I know guys that, oh, I, I need uh, a great bottle of booze. This, my, I've met them through cigars. Uh, I, you know, I'm looking to get a new car. I've met them through cigars. I'm looking, whatever it is. Uh, and, and so that's what's really special about cigars. And so we try to always do things that embrace that. And so like, you know, doing just dumb things where I dress up like, a, like I'm the Pope or something like that. That's all, that's all in, uh, you know, part of that, you know, we want you when you go to an Agonorsa event, to leave not only with knowledge and be like, man, I had a great time, and I, you know, I got to meet uh, the rep, and he was a great guy, and the, everything, you know. I don't, I don't see the the Jolie's. I'm glad. I'm glad. I don't see it. These are sick people. It's nowhere close. These are sick. These are these are, these are very sick people. Not a handsome man, and you're not. Yeah, thank you. Handsome man, but I don't see it. So, can you explain to our listeners? This is the really the, probably the, the meat and potatoes of this conversation. What does it mean to validate? So, but so a lot, again, a lot of what we do it happens organically. And so, uh, Paul Palmer, the president of our company in Miami, when shipments come in, and this is something. I mean, the specific word used for it is is unique, but like everybody, or generally everybody does this. A shipment comes in, and he would say, "Terry, let's validate it." And you'd randomly open boxes. You open the bo- you know, so you open the box, and you look at you know the box. Is the box good? Is there a smell of paint now? If there's varnish inside, you, that's bad. Uh, okay, you look at the cigars. The cigars are uniform in color. Great. You pick a cigar up. You kind of feel it. Make sure it feels right, looks right, bands in place correctly. You you light it. You know you 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 light it up. Is it draw well? Is it burn well? Is it tasting the way it's supposed to taste? Those are all things that are real things that we, we do, and we call that validation. But I thought that was a good way to like you know smoke stuff. I just feel like smoking and refer to it as work. So now, and again, I, I, I highly recommend the listeners use this because if somebody calls you, you know, and, and you're saying, you know, I'm smoking a cigar right now. Hey, get home. You know, your wife calls you. Hey, you know, we're busy. You're smoking a cigar. Get home. Or your boss calls you. But if you say, hey, listen, I'm validating right now. I'm validating. I'll, I'll call you as soon as I'm done. Yeah. Like, that sounds like you're doing something important. It's so important. Yeah. And, and so that way, you know, you, you don't have to, you know. Uh, necessarily, you know, finish your cigar before you're done with it, and, uh, and and get to keep doing it. And so again, it goes back to the whole thing about fun. You know, it's like it's a real thing uh, that we really do. And I also just think it's funny to to say anytime I'm smoking a cigar, I'm working. You know, yeah. so I mean, there, there's going back to my IT days when I was disappearing for an hour or so doing something I shouldn't be doing. It was I was checking the network. Yeah, you know, yeah, checking the network. But I also know that validating uh, also kind of fell into the social media aspect because so uh, like places like Facebook and stuff they don't like uh, I'm smoking this I'm doing that you know so if you were to put in your post I'm validating the supreme leaf yeah 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 and, and, and you know it's all organic it wasn't like we're like oh hey well everybody's saying validation sometimes we do things that are more intentional and in, in, you know in terms of like the agonorsa flex that's a little bit more intentional but but uh but the validation was really, I would just keep saying that because I thought it was funny, you know, and, yep. and, and then it just caught on and people started saying it. And so we, we, we kind of, you know, just ran with it. But but uh, it was it was really just originally, I just thought it was funny that we, you know, we called it that. And I would say whenever I wanted to smoke a cigar. Hashtag Agonorsaflex. Yeah, hashtag Agonorsaflex, yeah. Speaking of, uh, so we, we talked about uh, the... 2012 Corojo, and you said that that was on the, the Serbius. Serbius, yes. And that's part of the Guardians of the Farm. 
Yes. Can you can you tell us uh, who Apollo, JJ, Rambo, and Campion are? Yeah, so the, the original uh, Guardian of the Farm started off as a collaboration between Warp Cigars, which we make many of their cigars, and Dagonorsa. And uh, both Kyle Gellis, the owner of Warped, and Max Fernandez, Eduardo Fernandez, the owner's son, uh, are both dog people. Uh, Kyle has an American Bulldog named Apollo. And then we have American Bulldogs. We use to guard our farms and, and facilities. Uh, and, you know, JJ or Hota Hota, I suppose in Spanish, Rambo and Campeón. Which is also known as Champion. Yeah, yeah, Champion. Uh, are, you know, and, and it's, again, it's, another, it's a real thing. Like, like, uh, like some of those dogs, to be honest with you, they're used to people coming around, and they're just lovable dogs. Right. Some of them are business. Like, when you go up to Alapa, uh, I think it's Rambo up there. Rambo's not there to be pet. I mean, Rambo's there to, you know, scare people. He will tear your face yeah, off. Yeah, and it's, yeah, he's not your friend. And plus, it's not a breed that's really known in Nicaragua, so it looks like, you know, a Yeti's coming to, like, you know, attack you. So people who aren't familiar, they're yeah, like, well, yeah, what is yeah, this? Yeah, what's well, this, you know, monster? It's like a chupacabra or something. So, <laughs> uh, and, and so that makes it a lot of... Uh, a uh, fun, but it's, it's again, it's, so it's a real thing. It's honor, it's, you know, it's an honor of the dogs, and so all the guardian of the farms have has been spawned from, you know, just that love of of dogs. Yeah. So time to pick it. Your favorite child, in your opinion, what is your Agonorsa leaf go to? So again, I, I'm going to cheat here. There's cigars I smoke a lot, and there's my favorite cigars. So for instance, the Agonorsa leaf Connecticut, the guardian of the farm Rambo. And now the, the Cerberus, too, I think, has made its way into that group. Uh, I smoke those a lot because I, I, I'm, when I travel, for instance, I might hit four, five, maybe six cigars in, uh, sh- shops in a day. Yeah. If I'm smoking full-bodied stuff all day long, and again, you, if you go to a shop, it's hard not to have a cigar, especially for me. For the rep can get away with it because they see the rep more often. But I come in there, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I don't feel like smoking. It's kind of like you go to the steakhouse, and the guy says, ah, oh, you know, I, I'm going to have salad. It's kind of like, ah, oh, what's this guy doing here? So, uh, so. I need something that I can enjoy, but it's not gonna like blow out my palate because by the sixth cigar you're kind of like, oh man, this you know if it's really right, you'll burn out. Yeah, quick. yeah, yeah your your palate shot. It's not good for your palate either, quite frankly. Uh, so those are the ones I smoke the most. Uh, if you, if you were asking me my uh, um, my favorites, uh, one other of the I smoke a lot is one called Buena Cosecha, which is a, a blend that is great that we've never really done much with but that's a great cigar as well um but uh for if i if i'm gonna have like one cigar it's gonna be just one um it's it's either our anniversario maduro our our rare leaf or probably that what we that yeah we yeah. have the anniversary yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and I, yeah that, that's more 98 like yeah although what's funny is i'm not like i i'm number one i'm more corojo 99 and also i generally like natural more than maduro now and for whatever reason the anniversario maduro i just it's it's one of my favorite cigars. This is probably one of my new favorites. It's it's you know I, I haven't tried one of those yet, but um, yeah I I can't wait to to try. Uh, is that a fast smoke? Is it a fast smoke? Do you know when you dabble on you want to? Do you know when you dabble on you want to adhere to certain people? Um, I'm more of a I like to smoke with like my daddy. I don't necessarily want to spend an hour and a half. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate yeah. it, yeah. but I don't like. It's not the same. This, which is a anniversary of Maduro, is probably by far one of the most favorite cigars I've had. It's a fast smoke. Yeah, I can I, I can smoke it. It I feel it. I get rid of it. Um, it's good on my palate, and 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 I can smoke it, and I can, you know, technically be done with it. Yeah, you know, like uh, you know, I like like I 
like I said, and I'm repeating myself, I don't want to spend an hour and a half smoking a cigar. Now, however, like people with greater palates, you know, they enjoy that. But some of us just want to smoke a cigar with somebody and then they want to go on. We'll move on to the next thing. They want to move on. Yeah, so that's actually a, a, a been kind of like a, a debate within the industry a little bit. Is that like traditionally, both in terms of draw and time of smoke, like Cuban cigars, even when they're rolled correctly, tend to have a little bit more resistance on the draw, and they and they'll burn slower because of that. But they're also not they're traditionally not like a a, a fatter ring gauge too, right? They're, they're they're not a fatter ring gauge, but but like for, so for instance, like I, I'm well, I don't want to name the company, but like there, there's a company that absolutely intentionally does it for two reasons: one, the draw is very easy, and two, it burn it burns quicker in the smoke. And the people that smoke them. They always mention the fact that it draws easy, and they smoke them like they mention that, like they like that about it, and but that's really not a, trish, a traditional, you know, way of doing it. Uh, but but the modern smoker, exactly, they're busier, they have less time, and uh, and so they have to get Showing through. Up to your buddy's house, and you just want to burn one. Yeah, so so with the, with with the anniversary Maduro, we kind of it's it's a soft press, it's not a hard press. So it, it, you will smoke it quicker than most of our cigars. Most of our cigars, that's not true of, to be honest with you. Like mo- okay. most of ours, like you can even smoke like a, like that little Rambo Guardian of the Farm. It's like four and a half by uh, four and three quarters by forty-eight, and uh, that will last you still an hour, even even wow. then. Wow. Um, unless you smoke it really fast. Uh, but but yeah, even that. But like but the anniversary Maduro, it's a, it's a fairly quick smoke. Um, and and again, there's a lot of people that are looking for that. Speaking of fast smoke, last time we talked. You mentioned somebody who burns like what an eight by eighty in like a thirty minute lunch break. Thirty minute lunch break. Now, now let me tell you something. I smoke. I smoke fairly fast, and I've smoked. You know, this validation is not all glory. I've had to validate. Eight, you know, the eight by eighty a few times. It takes at least three hours, maybe yeah, four. Clear schedule. Yeah, to, to smoke that. I mean, literally, I have to like do paperwork and just sit there for hours. You know, doing something. Well, I smoke it because, and I smoke fast. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a small, small, uh, slow smoker. Uh, and there's a guy, uh, God, I can't remember the shop I was at, but like he would have a half hour lunch break every day and he would come in and he would smoke in a half hour. And I didn't believe it. I said, there's no way you can even do that. That's impossible. And he's like, you know, it's, what time is it? It's, uh, it's about 12. He's going to be in here in any minute now. That's a monster. And he's going to smoke. And he, well, sure enough, this guy comes in, buys one and just powered it down in 30 minutes. And I mean, he, I mean, he, I just call that burning the cigar, not smoking it. I mean, he just—I don't recommend that, by the way. I mean, I don't think it's quite good. Yeah, like a, uh, a, how are you enjoying it? B, how are you? How do you have the lung? Like, I mean, I, obviously, you're not using your lungs to inhale, but you're you're using your lungs to draw. So your 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 the power behind that yeah, draw insane. needs to be. The, the, yeah, it's it's insane. And, and there's a guy in uh, I, there's a sh- uh, c- uh, cigar. Uh, Cigar Lounge in, in Watertown, uh, Massachusetts. Um, he'll smoke four or five a day, a wow. day, and he just let, he smokes it, gets to the end, puts gets goes to the next one, and he just well, powers I mean, them. There's a couple guys on the the Chi Town crew who will post pictures of their their coffee and cigar, and then oh, here's another one, here's another one. I'm like man, how are you smoking four or five cigars a day? I mean, impressive. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah. wow! Unless that's what you do. I mean, right. what you do is. But if that's yeah. what you do. Yeah. Great. So these guys smoke more than me. It's like, man, it's like I don't even know how you find the time. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, again, that's like I said. At the end of the day, you get to do whatever you want once you buy the cigar. You get to you know, you know however you want. I would recommend that, but uh, but certainly there's people out there that you know you know my job is to listen. Like when I joined the company, I was like, why do we make these cigars like this? You know, and then yeah. I looked at the sales. I was like, man. So we try to do the best work. Like whether I like it or not is not really important. Uh, what I what I'm supposed to do is listen to our audience, and then. And then make adjustments based on what they want, not what I want, you know. Yeah. And, and so there's a lot of people that like Big Ring, and we also, in fairness, for Big Ring, I, like there's kind of the stigma that like, well, you can't get flavor out of it. Uh, they're they're not as you know tasty because they're less wrapper, blah blah. That's not necessarily true. When Big Ring Gauge first came out, manufacturers were basically like, these gringos don't know what the heck they're doing, <laughs> and they would just pack it with more tobacco. Yep. They, they didn't blend for it. They just threw some more tobacco in there, and that was that. We blend to the size. So there's cigars that we have that I don't like the size, but I, like on our Lunatic, the 70 ring gauge to me is the most flavorful. I don't like that wow. size. I don't like smoking it, but like when I smoke it, I enjoy the taste of it the most. Uh, and so if you blend to the size, they also burn cooler. Um, there, there's, there is, you, you can make them r- really good taste-wise uh, if you want to. So it's not like, oh, well, it can't be good because it's that big. That's not true. Um, it's just the size, for, I mean, for me. But again, I, I, I like Corona Gordas. I mean, if we were making everything Corona Gorda, we'd be out of business. I mean, it, it's just nationally, based on everybody out there, it's not that popular of a size. We make some because we do want to cater to those guys because they're important. And I like them too, which is nice. But like we, if we we can't base the company around what my taste profile is, we have to base it around what the consumer wants. Like my my go to is a Toro. I feel like a sixty by fifty yeah. or six by fifty is a. I mean, you go a little smaller in ring gauge, like and like you said, there's there's those people who say, well, the smaller the ring gauge, the more flavor you're gonna get because you get more flavor off of the wrapper when it's a smaller ring gauge, but the more bigger the ring gauge the more strength the more robust the cigar is going to be blah 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 i think the 60 by 6 by 50 toro 6 by 60 sometimes like the toro gordo yeah. I, it's fine with me yeah it's, and toro is the most popular size yeah. i mean at the end of the day that's that's basically where, where most people yeah the vast majority and, and again that's like an hour hour and a half smoke you don't have to clear your schedule, you know. I mean, I know there's some companies that make like the eight by eighties, the six by sixties, you know, or the seven by seventies, and you're like, I picked the one up at the store the other day. And I'm like, how? What? Why? Yeah, I mean, so six by sixty has really become most most lines will have they'll yeah. have three sizes. One of them will be a six sixty. Yeah. The seventies and eighties, that's really uh, asylum cigars and us. We're, yeah. we're the two that kind of. Yeah, the, there's, there's others. I mean, EPC has like the asylum pandemonium. Yeah, 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 all that stuff, and so. Yeah, I mean, it, and if that's what you're into, yeah. great. And, and I'm sure it's a phenomenal cigar. Like, but it's it, it is all in what you are looking for. Sure. You and know, again, like there's like you said, like I mean, for Lanceros, there's guys that I would say are very legitimate cigar you know smokers and are, are very knowledgeable and connoisseurs. They hate Lanceros. They're like, oh man, the thing goes out all the time on me. I have to really pay attention to it. I want to light my cigar up and have a bourbon and have a conversation and just really enjoy it and not be sitting there trying to pay attention to this thing the whole time. Yeah. And th- and I get that too, you know. So you know, again, at the end of the day, it's about. Like we want to, we want to make a great expression of what the, the market is looking for. Yeah. And again, a variety. You know, we make Lanceros. We not many, but we make some because it's a great cigar. We do a great. We make an incredible one. It's a box press Lancero. And so for that guy, we, we have that cigar. Yeah. If you want that 880, we got that for you too. And as I've experienced 
other companies, other uh, flavors, other Vitolos, I'm starting, uh, and it kind of falls into what you said. When you're a beginner smoker, you want to get your money's worth. Yeah. So you look at the bigger ring gauge, I mean, maybe not the 8x80, but like you look at the Gordo, I mean, yeah, and you're yeah. like, well, okay, for, for, for 25, 50 cents more or whatever, it's I'll like, get yeah. a 6x60 yeah. instead of a 6x48 or a 6x50. Yeah, all right, cool. I'll get, I'll get more money for my, more bang for the buck. Yeah. And, again, if you're t- if and you're that's not, sometimes when you get into the, the flavor and you get into enjoying them more and more, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. It, yeah. Then again, also like you said, like if you if you want to have a cigar every day, yep. That you know, if you're going to have one, and it's a four and a half by forty eight or whatever it is, that's going to cost you, you know, depending on the company, you know, probably somewhere six to eight bucks. You can get a six by sixty, smoke for a lot longer, around the same price. No, well, uh, just about yeah, cents yeah. cents more. Yeah, yeah, or, or you know, not not significantly more. Right. And be like, man, you know, so instead of having, you know, smoking two, I can smoke one. And again, you have to take that. You, that's a reality. I mean, people have ex- bills to pay. I mean, you know, you think the guy's going to say, well, you know, I'm really going to buy my, you know, my box of, you know, $30 cigars or I can pay my electric bill. They're going to pay their electric bill. And so, so you, you've got to fit into their budget. You, you don't have to do anything. But like if, if you, yep. as you get bigger, you have to appeal to a greater variety of people. And it can't just be the people that are hardcore Cigar, cigar smokers, and, and, and unless you're a very small company, you can do that if you're a very yeah. small company. But but if if you're trying to like really you know uh, be, hit that next level, you got to you know. And again, I'm very proud of it. Like I could sit here and smoke you know that that, that torch four and three quarters by seventy, and I could sit here and be honest, be like the flavor is awesome on this. It's got great balance, and it would be absolutely true. It's a great. But you have to like a seventy ring gauge. This like, will be a, this will be a three and a half hour podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but you, got, you, you, you gotta like, you got like, yeah, you got a Rogan podcast. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it works for him. Uh, yeah, it does. But you, but you you would have to you know again like or take you know I mean, look at Drew Estate and Acid. I mean, how that's they make gazillions of these things, and people are like, well, that's a terrible. You know, it's like you know what, man. Number one. There's, there's so many people that are smoking this. And then number two, like, how many times have you talked to somebody and been like, oh, so I'd get into cigars. Well, you know, I used to smoke acid. And then I got more into the the, 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 the traditional stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, great, man. You know, I got a chance to, you know, if you, if you didn't have that acid, I would not have the opportunity to, to have, you know, you know uh, have you try an agonorsa. And so, uh, I, you know, it's not for us to judge. It's, it's it, you know, you, you make yep. you, you you try to address what your consumer wants and do it in a responsible, honest way and, and give them a great product of what they're looking for. Yep, absolutely. So what's up and coming for Aganorsa? Can you let us in on any anything that's in the works, anything to be excited for, anything that... Well, certainly this. I mean, I, I don't even think we've announced this yet, so you're getting a chance to smoke something. Yes. <laughs> Supreme Leaf, oh, uh, yeah. new size, not box press for the first time, a Toro 6x52. You hear it first on the Cigar Social Podcast. And, and then uh, and, and then, mostly what we're doing is the, the continue of the rebrand, continuing of making stuff. The blends were always there. When I, when I joined the company, um, the, the, I mean, you the cigars they made for other people were better known than the cigars that they made for themselves. That doesn't make any sense uh, because it's like if imagine people had heard of Ashton and never heard of Fuente. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Right. And so it's not a blend problem. It's it was a it was a you know uh, an organizational problem. It was a marketing problem. And so uh, most of my efforts are not to try to reinvent the wheel on blends. The blends are excellent. They're, they've won awards. they people like them. When you, you you when I joined the same thing you'd hear over and over again. You guys have amazing blends. 
uh, you've, you've, you make great cigars, you make great cigars, the stuff you make for other people, that really uh, d does great for us. Your cigars, uh, it's confusing, and the names are confusing, and there's there's AJ Fernandez, there's Casa Fernandez, and it was all this, it, it, it had nothing to do with the blend, it had nothing to do with cigars. So I'm, yeah. I, I, I'm not looking to like reinvent the wheel with that stuff. It's there. We just have to present it in a way that catches the attention of, of more people and, and, and allows them to understand it. And again, hopefully get the right person. And at the end of the day, passion for the product is the only uh, metric of success. When you, when somebody says, hey, you know, uh, have you had Agon Arsene? You're like, oh, man, I just had that new Supreme Leaf and it was outstanding and I love that you've got to try one. That is 100 times more powerful than anything I can say and more powerful than if you said, oh, yeah, I heard those are good. Or, yeah, I like to, it was okay. You know, like think about the difference between those things. But like one you have to try and one you're kind of like, oh, man, you know. To me, it, it a it's a very unique uh, a it, a it's a unique company. It's a unique uh, marketing. It's a unique product. It's a unique flavor. It, it, everything about what you have here, and that we've gone through the experience, and we're smoking the Supreme Leaf now, and it it is completely different than than any other company that I have experienced so far. And we were talking about this today. Uh, is that the the you know when you were Casa Fernandez? Yeah. <laughs> from a marketing standpoint, you put Casa Fernandez in a humidor, a walk-in humidor at a Benny's. Yeah. And there's AJ Fernandez. There's Casa Fernandez. There's, there's Casa Fernandez. Cuba. There's, yeah. uh, there's a lot of Casas and a lot of Fernandezes. There's so you yeah like you you can't stand out from that crowd. So, so the the move to Agonorsa to me was just a, a great step in the right direction as far as uh, uniqueness, and then being able to provide this experience. You know, uh, when you go around and you, you show people, well, this is what we have, this is what we do, and by the way, we're doing everything seed to smoke. We're not we're not a uh, you know yeah. And the yeah. name Agonorsa reflects that. Like again, Casa Fernandez, the owner Eduardo Fernandez, amazing guy, brilliant guy. Uh, but he, he's not going to be the guy that's out there at events and like uh, he, that's not his thing. He likes the factory. He likes being down there. Uh, our, our strength is our leaf. It's not. It's not. We're not like a, a personality company. We're not a lifestyle yeah. company. We're we're we make a great product. That should be what's highlighted um, in in our name and in our branding and in our marketing. And so th that was a part of it as well. Is that like well, Casa Fernandez doesn't convey that. So, speaking of events, uh, Agonorsa Leaf, will you be at any upcoming events? Anything uh, on the on the foresight? Anything on a, on a schedule? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll be in uh, at Famous Smoke Shop on uh, October eighth for. They have a distinguished ruffians uh, herf that I'll be there for. That those guys are a great group. And then uh, I know God, where else am I going to be? You just missed our herf that we had. We well, had well, yeah, I can't. Uh, guys, remember, I don't have the teleportation device. As soon as I get that, That's I can be all more places, you know. Uh, but yeah, and then I'll be in St. Louis in November. I have uh, some events out there at the Hill Cigar Company. I think I'm, I'm there, and uh, a couple other places. God, I have to look at the scale, the, the calendar. Um, and and uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm someplace else. I, I you know, it, um, I, our, the, I always recommend is our our Agonor Salif. Uh, or Aganor Sleeve uh, Facebook and Instagram pages, as well as our group, Aganorsa Acolytes. Those are great things to be in because you can see, you know, what's going on, where the events are going to be. Aganorsaleaf.com? 
So, so the annualresolution.com, but we don't show the uh, event schedule on the website too and much. Oh, check out our website. There's a lot of great stuff there. It's more the Facebook page, uh, Agonorsa Acolytes. Uh, it's a group, private group you have to join. And uh, and then uh, we have uh, a regular Facebook page and Instagram page, Agonorsa Leaf. And we put events and information on there a lot too. So those are all things to follow. Uh, and also our, our YouTube channel, Agonorsa Leaf Experience, is a, a great opportunity to see the fields, see the farms, hear our... our uh, Master blenders and, and, agro- and Cuban agronomists talk about their experience and, and their approach to growing tobacco and everything like that. It's really a great it's a great way to learn a lot more if you're interested. I will say this: the Supreme Leaf goes really well with the Barstown uh, Fusion series that we have. It right does, now. yeah. It's it's a very nice Fusion pairing. series number five, uh, and it, it's a it's a good pair. It's a ninety four point nine proof, so it's not over. It's not tipping over hundred yet, but yeah, it, it's it's a good bourbon. It's a solid. Solid uh, blend. Yeah. Um, last question before we get into the uh, do's, don'ts, or myth and, uh, and, and get out of here. Uh, how many pairs of khakis do you own? I don't know. At least a baker's dozen. <laughs> yeah, at least that many. We had a, we had a, a mutual friend ask that question, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least a baker's dozen. At least a baker's dozen. Yeah. I got the khakis and polo shirt. Look, that's my, my thing. I know you're you're rocking gray today, and I, I you know usually when you're blue, you're your Best Buy. When you're red, you're State Farm. I, I I can't pinpoint the gray right now. Gray, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm you know, like a, a BMW used car salesman. <laughs> <or something. laughs> well, folks, uh, I usually like to throw in a do donor myth in the, in the cigar world. Uh, today, uh, do bring enough cigars to share, especially when you're hanging out with pals or at a herf. Uh, keeping a few handouts on hand is probably a good good thing to do uh we just had a, a herf recently here at the uh, cigar so, sco, cigar social podcast headquarters uh you know it's good for trade swaps or just having people try different things uh adding affordable bun- uh, affordable bundle to your humidor uh, plenty of high quality bundles out there for three to five bucks a cigar uh, i believe agonorsa actually has an affordable bundle which is perfect for a humidor uh the new cuba line uh i've seen specials all over the web packs of like 25 to 50 cigars uh, in, a, in a pack at reasonable affordable price yeah new cuba is a, is a brand it's a bundle brand and uh it's a cuban sandwich so it's it's uh some long fill and and uh some short fill and uh it's a blend though so it's it's not like they just take whatever's left over and throw it in there and it, it really does well for us because what happens is a guy goes in the humidor and he goes hey uh can cubans and then the retailer has to say, no, you know, Cubans are not legal. And you, well, if you go to Cuba, and he gives them the whole rigmarole. And then the guy goes, well, do you have any cigars that are like two or three bucks? And it's like, what Cubans were you smoking for that? Right, like yeah, what were you looking yeah, for? Yeah, and, and, uh, but New Cuba fits the bill for that. Is that the, He goes, well, we have New Cuba. And he, it says the word Cuba. It's in the price point he's looking for. And he goes, great. And he buys New Cuba. And so uh, New Cuba has been a, a great seller for us because it, it's, a, it's a good cigar uh, you know, I even smoke them sometimes, you know, and again, I, yeah. I have the opportunity to smoke all, all the stuff we have. And then, you know, I'm going to the beach or... I mean, I've I'm, seen I'm, 50 packs for like under a hundred bucks. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're no. looking at no, I'm, honestly, two bucks I'm stick. almost positive it's illegal what we're doing. <laughs> I, I, I just don't want to know uh, because they're so expensive. We got to be cheating the tax or something. I don't know. There's got to be something wrong there. So I, when I go to the stand to testify, I want to be able to say, I have no idea 
how this was done, and I was I was unaware. But the price point for them is amazing, and so uh, yep. I, I mean, if you know, everyone, anyone that's on a budget wants to have some, or you're having a party, you know, the guys, everybody suddenly smokes cigars when you have the party, and then they smoke uh, in you know half inch or an inch, and then they go, oh, thanks, that was great, and they leave it there, and you're like, ah, you just wasted a cigar. Well, with the new Cuba. Doesn't hurt you as much as, yeah. as uh, some other cigars. I had a, a, a box out here. I mean, I know that the, the, the boys from Chi Town were going to bring bundles and you know their own Hereford doors, but I did invite a couple of you know people who don't smoke quite often. So I had a box of cigars just in case they wanted, and it was like my bottom shelf. Yeah, you know, here, go ahead, burn one, waste it. It's I'm not I'm okay with it type of deal, but I mean, for you know a bundle. I mean that's it's it's perfect to so just grab a bundle, throw them all out there, and say, "Hey, go ahead and burn it. Yeah, waste it if you want to. I mean, I don't want you to waste it, but yeah, if, you, if do, you do, it doesn't crush me. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, so as we take the uh, we took the bands off, we're burning through the last third right now. It tells me that this episode is down to a nub. Terrence, man, thanks for showing up. Thanks for coming to the Smoke Shed Studio. I appreciate you taking the time, uh, folks. Go to Agonorsa Leaf, validate. Go to your brick and mortar, go to your online stores, wherever you buy your cigars, find them, uh, smoke them. They're fantastic. And and be sure to snap a picture and, and do your best flex and tag hashtag Agonorsa Flex. Agonorsa Flex. Agonorsa Flex. We're going to be doing an as Agonorsa Flex before we roll out of here. Um, <laughs> until the next time we put smoke in the air, stay safe, stay smoky. And stay classy, folks. Uh, we'll see you next time here at the Cigar Social Podcast. Cheers. Cheers.